The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Hello and welcome to Out in South London on Resonance 104.4 FM with me, Rosie Wilby. We open there with Marcus Reeves' Black Tears, which actually features the piano playing of one of my guests in the studio, which is a, a pure coincidence. I didn't even realise it. Uh, Michael Woolston is going to be playing with Champagne Charlie shortly. Um, also coming up later on, Nathan Evans is going to be playing oboe. Yes, we've got lots of live music and I'll also be chatting to Boogaloo Stew, who's got a new album out. But anyway, I did mention Michael Wilston and Champagne Charlie, who are a cabaret celebrity couple. I'm very excited. <laughs> Together many years, I'm going to be finding out all the gossip about their adventures. Um, so, hi, Charlie and Michael. Hello, good, good evening. evening. Good evening, yeah. Champagne. Hey, uh, champagne. champagne. Hey, that's, that's going to be the little catchphrase tonight. Now, Charlie, you're going off to a gig tonight because you have dressed up rather smartly and I'm glad that it's not wasted on our, our listeners. Well, um, I, yes, I thought I'd dress up for your audience. You know, I, I, I didn't get the memo that there wasn't going to be anybody actually here. Actually, you, you're expecting an audience. <laughs> Were you expecting the paparazzi outside? Well, at least. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Papped outside resonance. I don't think it's happened before, but you never know. You, you never, never know. know. Never when know. we've got people like Charlie here yes. looking, looking as flamboyant as you do. Oh, thank you. Um, now, the main reason you're here today is to talk about a the Lush Life cabaret that's about right. drinking it that's happening indeed, on Saturday. Indeed. Um, tell, tell us about this. It's at St James Studio in Victoria. That's right, this swanky new venue. Mm, it's absolutely I keep hearing beautiful. about it. Yes, and um, it's uh, run by a gentleman called James Oldbreck, who's very into the cabaret scene right in London at the moment. He's uh, he's very um, f- uh, for, for new um, up-and-coming things. Um, and he's, he's giving people a chance, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, we did Lush Life uh, a month ago, six weeks ago, January. Gosh, where does the time go? January. His, his January. producer Laura Davis handily whispered that there. <laughs> January. <laughs> yes, we did it in January. I've, I've been in a drunken stupor ever since. Um, <laughs> That's why you can't remember how many weeks yes, have passed. Champagne. Champagne. <laughs> so, um, but we're doing it again this Saturday, which is absolutely brilliant. When we're really looking forward to going back, and we've got some wonderful performers, and the evening is hosted by the fabulous Cut- Valerie Cutco. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've got the lovely uh, Tom Carradine on the piano. Michael's not playing with us. This what? This Michael, this why, occasion. why are you I'm there? playing at my friend's wedding. I can't be there. But uh, Tom is amazing and would be brilliant. And, he uh, says through gritty yeah, teeth. Not, yeah, yeah. not as good as you. I'm really pleased for him. <laughs> Tom's my other piano boyfriend. Oh, you're cheating. Yeah, you're cheating. Yeah. Having with a, another a musical pianist. Fair. Uh, and Valerie and I have written a song for it, which we're excited to uh, debut there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great night. It's going to be and, lovely. Uh, it's, it's amazing how many songs are written about booze, drinking, getting drunk, losing the plot, everything. Yes. many phrases for intoxication. Yes. yes. What's your favourite phrase for intoxication? My favourite oh, phrase. Can you say it on the radio? I can, I can say it. For, it's, uh, it comes from my Scottish background. Oh, yeah. It's when you've had a, a few too many wee schwallies. Oh, we schwally. We schwally. Oh, a we schwally. We schwally basically translates to swallow. A few too many oh, swallows. Right, You've yes. swallowed far too much alcohol. Yes, so that's, rather that's, than spat it out like a, a wine taster. What a waste. I know, it what is. Absolute it is an absolute waste. waste of alcohol, isn't it? I can't understand that, <laughs> to be honest. But, yes. um, yeah, we've got some, some, some really fabulous people. We've got the lovely Ginger Blush um, doing some burlesque, and she's just gorgeous. And we've got uh, Laurie-Anne Richards, uh, who's going to be singing about a rather fallen young woman. So oh. it's, uh, it's about the highs and lows of drinking. Which is uh, yes, because well, you know, let's face it, there are 
highs and lows. Um, <laughs> we all know about. Usually the high before the low. <laughs> yes, it's, it usually and then back comes to the in high. quick. Comes in quick succession, doesn't it? It does indeed. Um, so it's the show that gets you thinking about drinking. Thinking about drinking. Well, and you're going to play a song from. We're going to do show. a song for you um, that we did uh, in the first Lush Life. Um, it's not a song that's particularly about drinking. It's about partying. Um, but uh, I, I sort of introduced it with a story about my great-grandfather from Scotland mm. who um, apparently was very rich and oh. uh, he drank the family fortune. Oh, no. So I'm afraid I inherited nothing. Is he the uh. one where they found all the bottles hidden in the walls? That's right. When, uh, when uh, his house was eventually sold... It was a, it was an old uh, yeah. Elizabethan um, house with uh, beamed sort of cavity walls, and uh, when somebody bought the house, they wanted to knock through into another room, and from floor to ceiling in the cavity wall were empty whiskey bottles <gasps> that my wow. great grandfather had drunk all the money. Oh no! So I'm whoring myself around the cabaret scene in London. <laughs> champagne. Keep, yeah. keep yourself in champagne. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, which which costs a, a fair bit. Um, well, why don't we hear this song and then we'll we'll have a bit more of a chat after that, Certainly. if we may. Brilliant. Well, Michael's taken his seat at the piano. For I'll take the high road and you take the low road. And I'll be in Scotland afore ye, and me and my true love will ever meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond. On yon bonny banks and on yon bonny breeze, where the sun shines bright on Loch Lomond. Where me and my true love spent many happy days On the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond For I'll take the high road and you take the low road The high road is my road, the low road's a slow road I'll guarantee ya, I'll be there to see ya On the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond For there with my honey, my bonny Heeland laddie In his wee biddy kilt of Caledonian platy He's my new love, my true love, my little sugar daddy As we're leaping through the heather, together we cry I'll take the high road and you take the low road And I'll be in Scotland afore ye And me and my true love And other friends as well Such as Penny, Ronnie, Frankie and Johnny Prepare for a roll in the hay Nonny, nonny on the bonny, bonny, bonny Banks of Loch Lomond Oh, yes, that was Champagne Charlie and Michael Walston on piano there. And Lush Life Cabaret is on Saturday. I'll just read out the details so people can book. 08442642140 is the reservations number, £15, box office at stjamestheatre.co.uk. Well, I mentioned that um, you two were a couple. I'm, I'm intrigued to know yes, when and yes. how you met. 14 years. 14 years. 14, 14 years. glorious years. We, <laughs> we met uh, doing small-scale theatre touring. We worked for a company called Time of Our Lives Theatre and we were fresh, well, I was fresh out of college and uh, I auditioned wow. Robbie for the part and we were in the back of a van with three others and we just As toured well, around. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was like my first job and we did uh, 
a venue for old people in the daytime, which could be a, a home or a community centre. And then we'd go out and do a village hall in the evening. And we had a comedy show. We were doing sketches and songs. Yes, it's a variety comedy show. And uh, about reminis- uh, reminiscing yeah. really, about, about the past and, and mm. vintage things. And it was a great experience. And we got to know everything you could possibly know about each other, you know. Um, yes. So well, it, I, th- it, I think um, this was probably pre your Champagne Charlie um, days, it wasn't it? Because I, I think, I think was, Michael, let slip your... Your real name. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's this all is right. when, uh, Who's he? He, Who's he? <laughs> he <laughs> was uh, a, a jobbing actor, and yeah. uh, yes. I was a young MD. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, and then we, that, that went for two years, and that ended, and then we sort of had to make appointments to see each other after that because we were sort of, um, uh, we <laughs> weren't it? in the back of the van yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know. But it made moving in together much easier, <laughs> <laughs> having spent all that time in the back of the van. Oh, yeah. I see. You were used to being in a, a close quarters. Yeah, we were yeah, used yeah. to all the... The farting and burping and, and all that kind of thing. So. And the whiskey bottles in the walls. <laughs> and the whiskey bottles in the walls. Yes, yeah. So yeah. then, yeah, the, we've we've done various bits of work together. One was uh, setting up Robbie's uh, Charlie's band. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's going to take me a while to get used to that. Um, uh, Charlie has a, a, a 20s band, you know, um, a dance band. Oh, yes. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, we, we created that uh, at the beginning, and that's been going. It's been going for about four or five well, years now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah four doing or five well. Years now, um, uh, kind of tapping into the the big vintage scene that's going on oh, in, yeah, in and yeah. around London. And uh, I always had a love for for the twenties and thirties and vintage music. From I think I was about fourteen, and, and I was given a tape of uh, the Pasadena Roof Orchestra playing uh, 20s and 30s music and I just absolutely fell in love with it and have, have never looked back since and then I got into the films of Busby Barclay and uh, right. um, I've, I've uh, just written a, a one-man cabaret show about uh, his life Busby Barclay, and using the music from the era and from from his films for those of you who don't know Busby Barclay or might, might not remember Busby Barclay mm. he's the 1930s film director who's responsible for the sort of overhead shots of hundreds of girls in geometric patterns ah yes um, yeah so uh, yeah, Charlie does a very good Carmen Miranda number <laughs> with fruit bowl hat. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Yes, yes, Buzz worked with Carmen uh, on a number of things. Yeah, so then we uh, we set up home in Walthamstow. Um, oh, Walthamstow! Yeah, in the Stow, and yes, uh, yeah, East London. And here we are, really. Yeah, in South London. Yeah, yeah. South London. Very champagne. good. Champagne. champagne. Yeah. Very good. Very good accent. Thank um, you. <laughs> champagne in South London. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's still in Walthamstow, are you? Still in Walthamstow, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. yes, where we're about, to, uh, Champagne Charlie and the Bubbly Boys, are about to play for the Mayor of Walthamstow's annual charity dinner. Oh, oh goodness, yeah. the Mayor of Walthamstow. Yes, well, in, in his beautiful Art Deco town hall. So <laughs> the only thing is, be more perfect, really. <laughs> nearly all our friends are in Brixton, oh, the other end of the line. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that is completely yeah. the other end. I actually, my very, very first lesbian house show when I arrived in London was in Walthamstow, um, and yes. it was on Jewel Road. Yeah, and that's and, right. Oh, do you know Jewel yeah, Road? Yeah. And um, it was a terrible so dingy place. It was about £30 a week. And um, I, all I can remember is the, the bath um, was overflowing and it was somehow leaking into oh. the plaster above oh. the kitchen. And we had this terrible <laughs> bulge of water, which one day I was talking to my friend who was doing the washing up and the whole thing came down. Oh. And oh. You know, we didn't know if the other one had been buried under the rubble. And the landlord she was a total wide boy you know. who was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll sort that, girls. Yeah, you yes. know, and, it's you know, terrible when you rent somewhere you, where in the community 
there is you just don't want to touch anything, you know. Yeah. yeah. And we once we once um, advertised for a housemate, and this slightly older middle class lady came round, and she didn't quite know what she got herself into with all these sort of twenty year old <laughs> lesbians. And um, I remember we London. we got her we got her to sit down and have a cup of tea, and we offered her um, she she picked up some kind of newspaper or something, and had like loads of popcorn or something stuck to it, and she kind of went, oh. <laughs> put it down again, and decided she was going to leave. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. Yes. Oh well. Like, Walthamstow is becoming very gentrified. Isn't it? It's one of those places that kind of, they call up and coming, and we're well, having a new cinema. How long, how long little has been pockets. up and yeah, Little yeah, pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen new, years ago, they said it was going to be the new Islington. And we've so, got yeah. uh, oh, right. there's, there's some new bits and pieces to, popping up. But well, yeah. there's Walthamstow Village, of course, which is beautiful. It's lovely. Oh yes. And, well, we, um, yes. There's quite a few venues up there that um, attract the gay crowd, which is, is great. There? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, venues up that way. Specific gay gay venues, but they're been infiltrated oh, well that's happening isn't it because yeah. i think a lot of the dedicated gay spaces actually have gone haven't they a lot of the the bars that we used to have so there used to be yes. two in walthamstow yeah yes. and there used to be a kind of a regular boozer and then a sex bar and now it's, oh, uh, I, it's all gone how do you all know gone. about this oh, uh, allegedly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all gone yeah yeah so we're just in the Victoria on a Saturday night now. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. now everyone knows where to find yeah, yeah, yeah. you, as, as yeah. well as obviously yeah. at Lush Life on Saturday. But well, the house is alarmed. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Either that or the cat will scratch your eyes out. Oh, wow. A guard cat. A guard yeah, yeah, cat. Yeah. Brilliant. Very fierce. Uh, it's actually a tiger. Um, but look, let's hear your second song, okay. shall we? Okay. Is that be yes, okay? Yeah, let's this let's is, do um, it. This What's is this? a song from the um, early 1920s Weimar cabarets in Germany, Ooh, and it's probably okay. one of the first um, gay protest songs, I would say. It was written in 1921, and it's the Lavender Song. Great, thank you. We're sick with sin and vice What makes them think they have the right To keep us out of paradise They make our lives hell here on earth Poisoning us with guilt and shame If we resist, prison awaits So our love dares not speak its name when love must hide From now on we'll love with pride We're not afraid to be queer and different If that means hell, well hell will take a chance They are so straight, uptight, upright and rigid They march in lockstep, we prefer to dance we see a world of romance and of pleasure All they can see is sheer banality Love in the nights are our greatest treasure Where we can be just who we want to be Round us all up, send us away That's what you'd really like to do we're too strong, proud, unafraid In fact, we almost pity you You act from fear, why should that be? What is it that you are frightened of? The way that we dress, the way that we meet The fact 
that you cannot deny our love. We're going to win our rights to lavender days and nights. We're not afraid to be queer and different. If that means hell, well, hell will take a chance. They are so straight up, tied up, right and rigid. They march in lockstep, we prefer to dance. We see a world of romance and of pleasure. All they can see is shivinality. Lavender nights are our greatest treasure. Champagne. Champagne. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, um, Charlie and Michael. Well, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, should, I need to send you on your way shortly. To your, your, what you, tell us what you're doing this evening. This evening, I, I'm going off to the cellar door on the Strand, where I have been hosting an open mic night for about six years, I think. Oh, wow. That's um, an established one. Then. It is, yes. It's been going a long time and it's well established and it's great fun. And we get lots and lots and lots of singers come down from all walks of life. We have jazzers, uh, we've had opera people, we have musical, uh, musical theatre, of course. Um, <laughs> and, and it's great. It's a great platform for people to come along, try things out. Um, if they've got audition songs they want to try out or if somebody's breaking into the cabaret scene. Um, I've had quite a few people who have, have been coming over the years and are now established cabaret artists in their own right um, wow. are, are on the scene, which is kind of nice. It's kind of my, like my little children are out there. So wait, I, what I, I sort of people? Like um, people like Al Paydar. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's out there. Um, I saw him doing something very crazy at the Lesbian and Gay Film yes, Festival yes, recently. When he yeah, started yeah. trying things out with me at the cellar door, you see, which is ah. Frisky and Manish used Frisky to play. And oh, Frisky and Manish. used to come down and, and try stuff out. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's a great platform for that. It's very relaxed atmosphere. Everybody's welcome. And uh, yeah, come on down. It's every Tuesday at the cellar door. We start at nine o'clock and go through till about 11.30. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. And Michael, are you, you're playing at this one tonight, aren't you? Uh, no. Oh, you're not? No, oh. can't. No, no. no. I'm, oh, I'm, no. I'm rehearsing with uh, Polly Ray, the lovely Polly Ray. Uh, we're, we're doing some work together, yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. So both incredibly uh, busy. Yes, you're working on Sublime Boudoir, which we've yeah, got yeah. coming up at the end of May. which is Sublime Boudoir. Sublime Boudoir. Oh, it sounds good, doesn't it? It's yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody any more than that. You have Aww. to just go and Google Sublime Boudoir and you will be amazed. Yeah. And, and we're all we're all going to be performing there on the 25th of May. Yeah. And I will tell you that it's at the old Vic Tunnels and that's all I'm going to okay. say. Okay. Oh, that sounds, that sounds very mysterious. <laughs> you better do the Lush Life date once more. Lush right, Life is Lush this Saturday, the 27th. And it's a cabaret about drinking, and we have many expressions of inebriation. Expressions <laughs> of inebriation. <laughs> Sounds Excellent. polite to them. It does well, it indeed. I hope lots of our lovely listeners come and enjoy you there. And if um, they can't make that one, wh where can they look you up online? You can have a look at my website, which is www.champagnecharliemusic.co.uk. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, um, Charlie and Thank Michael. You. It's for been Thank you. It's absolute pleasure. On to nice out to see in you. South London. Great to see you. Yeah, it's been many years yeah, since we crossed yeah. paths at Edinburgh Fringe. We were reminiscing about that <laughs> before we went on air. Well, we're going to be talking to Boogaloo Stew in a minute. So let's hear a track from his album. And we played this last week as well, actually. This is my favourite one, I think. But he's probably got a different favourite. But this one is The Book of Love. <laughs> 
That is The Book of Love from Boogaloo Stew. The album is Magic Soul and I've got Boogaloo Stew with me in the studio who looks very different to how I've seen him in his stage get-up. Hi, Stu. Hello. Um, yes, I almost didn't recognise you at first in your sort yes. of normal, in your civvies. Not many people do. I know, but that's quite good, I suppose, isn't it? You can you can sort of lead a double life. <laughs> yeah, if I was famous enough to, to be recognised generally, <laughs> then yeah, it would then, be. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Well, we, we you know, you're famous yeah. in, in our world. Yeah. Because, um, so, you know, Charlie and Nathan and everyone here has definitely heard of you. And um, I'm very much enjoying enjoying the album. Um, now, which is your favourite track? Because I'm always curious mm. about which track artists like. I don't know, actually. I think... That track is definitely one of my favourites. Oh, good. But I think okay. actually the first track, Bazooka, is oh, is probably okay. my favourite because it sounds probably quite different to everything else. It yes. was one of the last ones that I did, and I don't know. Generally, that's how people think when they when they do an album. They think, they say, "Oh, the last thing I did, it's just brilliant. It's amazing." So that's, yes, well, I suppose we, we all <laughs> I don't know. have that yeah. kind of. And, and this is is this just out now? It's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, it came out about two weeks ago. So it's fresh. Fresh, fresh off the press. Um, well, tell us a bit about your, your background. Because I, I had heard your name many, many times. And then yeah. I was at a rather crazy night in Brighton just before Christmas, um, the Supper Club at oh, the yes. basement. Yeah. Um, and you were doing <laughs> um, a show where you were basically getting people to record a Christmas song mm. and then <laughs> record a, a video for that. Yeah. Um, and... Well, uh, you can really explain it a lot better, but it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, the show is called Pop Magic, and basically I host it. But it, I'm I'm a DIY pop star. That's the right. way I look at it. That I do all these releases myself, and my idea is that if I can do it, I can basically make anyone do it. I can okay. I can help someone be a pop who star. Isn't a pop star? Become a pop star if, right. if they really want to. So yeah. <laughs> that's the premise of the show. Is that I'm there hosting it, and through through the show we get people out of the audience to come up and sing. We record them. Yeah. We then mix it into a track. And then they and then had then to lip sync for the video dressed up. Yeah. To the, <laughs> against the blue screen. Hilarious, because <laughs> against blue screen. Yeah, that's right. Because um, we it was a Christmas themed one, obviously in December, yeah. and. Um, uh, there was a guy who was doing a sort of Santa Claus kind of ho ho ho, mm. but then he suddenly went for it and he suddenly just went ho ho mm. ho 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 ho, and yeah. but then he had to lip sync that and he'd kind of gone absolutely yeah. nuts, yeah. Um, you know. So it's yeah, really fun. He didn't fun. manage to lip sync, but no, but not that's quite. The fun did he? Of it, but that is, is that's he's, the funny he's bit. very typical of of some audience members in that they just suddenly suddenly lose it, their inhibitions. Yeah, it was yeah, they're really scared at first. It's like karaoke yeah. because as soon as you go up once, you kind of can't wait to get back up again, but that first time is sometimes a bit like oh no I don't think I can but that once they're in that little vocal booth on stage it's like the yeah, audience well, doesn't exist that's anymore. That's right isn't it because so, they go off into a little curtained yeah. little sound booth. Yeah for privacy. <laughs> for privacy. And it, it works because they have not they just almost everyone that does it is you know <laughs> just lets rip and does completely crazy performances so yeah, yeah, and so you're touring at the moment. Is it this yeah. show that you're touring? Yeah, I'm touring Pop Magic. It starts obviously on not Saturday, in its actually. Christmassy incarnation. No, that would be in, a very in unseasonable. The, in the uh, everyday version. Yeah, everyday uh, which version. will feature on the Pop Wheel this year. We've got um, we've got disco, R and B, country and western. Um, we've got some new categories: Brie Regard, which Ooh. is 
uh, the three-headed pop monster, Britney, Rihanna oh. and Lady Gaga, kind of fusion of their oh, pop wow. styles. Cool. So um, that's a new category. But, I mean, it's arbitrary. The wheel, the wheel, you know, the, the audience spin the wheel and choose the category. So okay. wherever it lands, that's the song That's the type. style. That's the genre that, that they'll be working with for and the And you, you've show. got someone who, uh, or have you composed them all, all the... I've kind of had style. a hand in it, but I've got a musical director who yeah. who kind of I say, I want you to do me a track that sounds like Brie Rigar, you know. So he goes off and you know puts something together with elements of all those artists, and then yeah. I approve it or send it back. Oh, <laughs> for, oh do you sometimes send it back? Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I'm very demanding. Prima donna, like yes. <laughs> um, and what's the other new category? Um, we've got oh, we've got Britpop and we've got Bollywood. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, Bollywood's yeah. quite fun. Yes, yeah. yes. Britpop's my my kind of thing. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm a Britpop girl. Um, and so, where where are you going to be? I think you've got coming up quite soon. You've definitely got um, Nightingale in Brighton, haven't you? Colchester yeah. Arts Centre as well coming up all yeah, quite we're soon. Yeah, Colchester this weekend actually. Yeah. Um, and then Nightingale on May the tenth. Yeah. And then there's a bit of a break, but we've got loads of dates in July. June, July and August, it kind of starts to get a bit crazier. We, we're doing Latitude. Oh, brilliant. Um, quite a few festivals that are still embargoed, so I can't say oh, where okay. they are. Oh, OK, yeah, lips but are there's, sealed. But there's two mm. London ones which are quite big, actually, which oh, I'm wow. really looking forward to. And Amazing. Leicester, Bristol, Brighton Pride. Yeah, there's lots of, lots of different types of audience at yeah. each show as well which would be is always good fun and how to, does doing a show like that work at a festival it's <laughs> I actually people it's, are quite, the, um, it's the best yeah. audience yeah, because yeah. people have already generally speaking <laughs> lost their inhibitions yes, through yes. alcohol consumption mm-hmm. or you know lush, something else. lush life we're so, talking about drinking yeah this is quite a drinking yeah. scene coming out this so it, you know so, some some of the theater shows we've done it's been a, it's been quite difficult to get people to volunteer for the first bit of the show to come up and sing but mm-hmm. at festivals they just can't wait if anything oh, yeah. you need they, you security to, to kind of keep them <laughs> off keep the stage off, right. you know but but yeah it works really well at festivals latitude last year was brilliant so and was that doing the same show yeah last mm-hmm. year oh fantastic so we're going back again this year and in the show you um obviously it's it's a lot of fun but you also tell a bit of a story of your own sort of pop yes, pop career pop which trajectory which yes. was really you know was was fun but interesting as well you know because we, yeah. you know I, i'm sort of to some extent a failed musician and singer songwriter as well and i think there are many many of us who have you know those dreams of becoming yeah. a pop star and then you know maybe make it some other way along along the road and do lots of gigs and have a band and you know you know i had an album out in the shops and stuff and did a whole show about about that period in my life but um you know it's very difficult to find the the fame that you think you want and then actually when you think about it later on you think perhaps you wouldn't have wanted yeah that's definitely what (laughs) i've that that, level anyway i mean i I think if i'd had if i'd been doing if if i'd had any sort of modicum of success 20 years ago i think it looking back on it I wouldn't want it now you know mm. I'm kind of quite happy with where things are now so I've I've got control of it and also I I do so many different things it's kind of just like one little bit of what I what I do recording music and putting songs out and what have you so it kind of suits me to have it as a something that I can just pop up and present to people every few years a, a new album mm-hmm. and you know if it 
I don't know, it sounds a bit cliche to say it, but if people discover it and they like it, then that's really, that's enough for me, really. Mm. I, d- I don't kind of strive for international fame anymore or anything <laughs> like that. I didn't particularly anyway, which is probably yeah. why I'm sitting here, you know, having sold, you know, five albums. <laughs> <laughs> who who so, were the five? Who, are they people you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, my mum. Uh, you know, no, I don't know. It's, it's only sure dated this album. I don't really know how it's doing, but, you know. How many albums have you released? Three. Okay. And a Greatest Hits in Japan. Oh, Greatest Hits <laughs> in Japan. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and tell us a bit about where you're, the incarnation and the look for Boogaloo Stew. Where did that come from? Um, I suppose I'm kind of fascinated. I talk about this in the Pop Magic Show. I, I've always been fascinated with pop stars' looks mm. since being tiny you know I was fascinated with David Bowie and Mark Bolan and sort of the pioneers of glam rock Mm. and then in the 80s when I was a sort of teenager I was fascinated with Pete Burns I didn't like Boy George because I thought he was too kind of sissy like you know there's nothing (laughs) strong and kind of masculine about him but I loved Marilyn who was kind of like the antithesis of Mm, that was kind of playing with this feminine look but in a really sort of weirdly masculine way uh-huh. so I, I was kind of looking at those kind of people and just went through the 90s kind of came out of college and you know just I was really fascinated with, by you know I wanted to dress up so mm. it was those pointers those references that I took on board and mm. I've got a degree in textile design as well ah, so I was able to then okay. you know make my own costumes and oh wow so you every step along the way from like recording the songs to yeah. putting album artwork together mm-hmm. to making costumes wigs platform shoes whatever it is it's all kind of wow. a cottage industry wow amazing even making wigs mm. um so <laughs> <laughs> you um must be someone who's probably been to see the bowie exhibition then that's on no no, no gosh no right. i haven't but i, I mean imagine I, it'd be up your up your yeah, street yeah it, it it definitely is i I've got friends who've been and they're all saying, why haven't you been? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, OK. Well, I suppose because you live in Brighton, you've, you've yeah, got that's an my excuse. excuse. It's not really an um, excuse, but it is there. Yeah. Well, no, because <laughs> I've not been yet, but it does sound amazing. We had Paul Burston talking on about it a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Mm. And it sounds fantastic. But what sort of era Bowie were you um, really um, into? Well, Ziggy Stardust. Really. Yeah. So that's the sort of era that I was aware of when I was really little. So, I mean, musically... I wouldn't say he was the biggest influence on me at all, but okay. just it, the look, the, the kind look of one-legged knitted leotard, that mm. kind of thing, you know. Um, that's what I was really fascinated by. It's kind of imprinted in my childhood memories. Mm. And what about musically then? Who, who well, really I, I'm sort of more of an 80s, child of the 80s. So oh, what, the whole kind like of... Bands like ABC and the Associates oh, yeah. and... Yeah. Uh, sort of early 1982 for me is the sort of golden era of pop music gosh yeah the associates um, amazing band yeah Billy so yeah so i amazing. mean he, he lived he i mean i grew up quite close to dundee so ah. he he was kind of like a, a very sort of important figurehead for me because he i remember reading interviews with him at the time saying how he couldn't possibly have thought he would make it as a pop star coming from a council estate in dundee yeah and that kind of gave me some hope because I grew up just outside of Perth mm-hmm. and he was a, a huge star in the eyes of everyone in Perth and Dundee and that sort of part of the country they, nobody came out the only other band in the 80s that had a hit uh, were Fiction Factory 
from that area. Oh, feels like heaven. Fiction and Factory feels it. like for, for that it's just area remember, of Scotland, do, do, there's no one. Do, do, you know, do, yeah, do, yeah, that yeah. piano riff, gosh, yeah. yes. So it was them and the associates and that was it. So wow. it's a very sort of barren pop landscape in Persia. Wow, And yes. uh, to have this sort of glorious amazing singer as well oh, it know, was kind of really something binding. special so mm, mm. so sad when, yeah. when he died gosh mm. well uh, <laughs> that's sort of a, a rather poignant note there yes. and what do you sort of still listen to music or i mean it, i kind of find there's almost too much now to be sort of into bands in the same way or is it mm. just because we're getting older I, I think it's probably a bit of both, but I have I think I've got musical fatigue. I, I kind of feel yeah. like I've almost heard everything. And if someone comes along and says, oh, you've got to hear this, it's amazing, I'll, I'll kind of think, well, actually, I, I think I've heard it before. I've heard that chord progression a million times well, or something like that. I'll have something critical to say about it. It's and, all very cyclical, isn't yeah. it? Yes. So, I mean, some people do amazing things. Like this morning I heard the new Khalees single, which oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it's brilliant, you know. Um, so I, you know, put it on Facebook and I don't often do that about songs that I mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't hear much that I like anymore, but I like the new Petula Clark single, the mm. new Khalees single. It's kind of random though. Okay. I don't follow the charts anymore at all. I was, you know, an avid follower of the charts in the 1980s, watching records progress up to number one or into yeah. the top 10. And now I'm like, I don't care. I haven't heard any of it. I'm really not <laughs> interested, you know. Well, Stu, it's been brilliant to talk to you. Um, BoogalooStu.com is your website is, um, where people yes. can find out what, what you're up to. I'm going to play a little bit of another track that I liked. Um, this is the fourth track, Cherry Head. Um, oh, right, yes. So is that all right? If we yes, play a bit that's of that fine. One? Yes, by all means. Um, thanks so much for coming <laughs> on to Out in South London. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Thank you. That is Boogaloo Stew and Cherry Head. Now, I mentioned that we had Nathan Evans here with us. He's been on the show many, many times, um, but talking about lots of different subjects over the last couple of years. Sure. How are you, Nathan? I'm well, thank you. How are you, Rosie? You've, you've been very sensibly waiting upstairs rather than in this very hot studio. I know. It's very stuffy in here in this sudden summer that we're... <laughs> I know. I can't quite cope with it, really. But um, I know, because I remember one time it was a very hot day we had Patrick Wolf in here and we had right. the windows open and you can hear the birds sort of in the background. It was, right. it was quite nice. So um, so was maybe it, we should have done that. with them? Um, he should have been. Should have been. <laughs> That's the sort of thing Patrick would do. But no, we didn't, we didn't quite get to that stage. Um, but you've, I mean, you've obviously been on in the past to talk about your films and, and various kind of cabaret things. But um, you're hearing your classical music, um, I am. Guys. I've got my classical head on this evening. I know. We're going to hear some, some oboe shortly. We are. But we this, are. Is, this is all because the London Gay Symphony Orchestra are playing on Sunday... Um, and this is a special, Is it? well, I read that it was an Easter concert, but it's a bit late for Easter, isn't it? It is a bit late for Easter, yeah. No, we're, it's a spring concert, spring. which it's arrived just in time oh, for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and St. Sepulchre Without Newgate. Oh, St. Sepulchre Without Newgate, it's a catchy title, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's a for funny a, venue, isn't it? For a church. Um, yeah. Apparently it's the, mu I can't say it, Musician's Church. It's, the Musician's um, Church? Is yes. that a, a musician's a religion? <laughs> Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? We should we should establish a new religion of music. It might make more sense I know, than yes, some of the well, others. Well, I just, I just <laughs> possibly would, yes. Anyway, no, it's on Holborn Viaduct, so it's just behind yeah. St Paul's. Ah, got you. Okay, advance tickets ten pounds, eight pounds, or on well on the door twelve and ten. And of course, you can also find out on the Gay Symphony Orchestra website lgso.org.uk. 
Um, cool. Well, um, so you, um, how long have you been playing with the orchestra? I've actually been playing with the orchestra now for, I think it's 16 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Long so a long, time. long time. Yeah. Playing, yeah. playing the I think I first started, I think uh, it must have been the first year that I moved to London and someone thrust a leaflet into my hand Ooh. on my very first gay pride demonstration Gosh, about it the could orchestra. Have been, it could have been a leaflet about anything. I know, it and, could have been a leaflet about anything, but it was. I think it was a photocopied A5 leaflet about the London Gay Symphony Orchestra, which was just starting up. So wow. I shuffled up to my first rehearsal. My yeah. hair hanging over my face, and yeah. uh, <laughs> oh wow! Did and sixteen have years later, I'm still there. <laughs> wow, amazing! And it's always been the oboe your instrument, has it? Yes, yes, I've always played oboe with the orchestra. And did you? When did you start that then? Start playing the oboe. Yeah. Uh, when I was twelve, I think. Oh, wow. so quite some time. And ago. was that something that you chose, or were, were your parents? Um, um, it was actually a bit of an accident. I um, I just started at senior school and I wanted I played recorder in primary oh, school and God, I wanted recorder. to play oh, no. and I wanted to play either the oboe or clarinet because I think they I thought they looked a bit like the recorder but you know they they're a little bit harder up. aren't they Yeah. <laughs> so I put my name down for one of those and the music teacher they didn't have any oboes in the school so ah. he put me down for the oboe but it was a very good choice. Yeah. Oh, it it worked for me. Yeah, because of course, <laughs> oh, recorder classes at school were a nightmare, weren't they? It was just oh. London's Burning was the, always the yeah. one you had to play, wasn't it? And, yeah. Um, I think I once got into detention for skiving off recorder class. Um, so, <laughs> so recorder class is not a good memory for me. No, no, no. I don't think it's a good memory for many people, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. But, so, I mean, I would imagine that as, as a youngster that a woodwind instrument is, is quite challenging. I mean, because I sort of played a bit of piano and guitar, and at least mm. on those instruments you can make a sound quite yeah. easily, whereas wind instruments, you know, it's quite difficult to even get to that stage to make a nice noise, isn't it? I think it's probably more challenging for the people who live with you. <laughs> well, well put, yes. So I probably need to say a big thank you to my parents <laughs> for putting up with the racket <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the first five years, really, until it started sounding... Sounding a nice. bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, shall we hear your oboe piece, and then we'll have yes. a little bit more of a chat about what. You're yes, up to. indeed. So um, we are playing. Did we talk about what we're playing on Sunday? No, not really. So, so tell so us. So on Sunday we're playing uh, an overture by Elgar called "In the South." We're playing the Glazunov saxophone concerto with hmm. a soloist called Hugh Wiggin is joining us for that. He's a very hot young soloist Ooh. from the Royal College of Music, I think. Right. Okay. And we're playing Mahler's first symphony in the second half of the concert. So um, I didn't have anything to play by any of those composers, so I thought I'd play something not by Elgar, but by another British composer, which is Benjamin Britten, who mm -hmm. uh, was, of course, also... A big gayer. And <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And it's his centenary this year, so we're actually playing a piece by Britain in our autumn season. So ah, this piece I'm going to play great. is um, the first of six metamorphoses after Ovid, which was written mm. for solo oboe. And this first one, it says here, is called Pan, Pan who right. played upon the reed pipe, which was Syrinx, his beloved. Oh. Apparently, and I'd I'd like to dedicate this, if I may, to my beloved, who's such a very oh. big fan of 
Benjamin Britten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's give it a go. Nathan Evans there on the oboe. You do it out of breath now. Oh. A little out of breath now. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, fantastic. It's, it's great to have some classical music on the show because we did have um, your violinist uh, recently. Amanda. Amanda. Yes. That's yes. right. Um, she came and played, oh, well, it must have been a couple of months or so ago. Before. I think it was before Christmas. Was it before yeah. Christmas? Oh, God, time has gone so quickly. It goes quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> but, um, was that perhaps before your Christmas concert? That was before the Christmas concert, wow, yeah. I think so she played a piece of Tchaikovsky. Yes, I think she did. So that was um, that was fabulous. Um, thank you so much for that. Well, tell us a bit about what else you're up to because there's always so many different things. There's always something. Um, and I saw you recently on, um, you had a film in Bern at the London Lesbian Gil, again, London Lesbian Gay <laughs> Film Festival. That's I can't quite a say mouthful it. as well, isn't it? I know, it? but they're going to change the name of that, are they, aren't, aren't they? they? Are they going to change well, it? Well, they ha- were running a whole lot of trailers, weren't yeah. they, for the whole festival yeah. saying we're thinking of changing the name, but what to? So I don't know. I guess unless they come up with a good snappy name that they might not but yeah. i think it's interesting isn't it because yeah there's a lot of debate around that whole kind of lesbian and gay versus sort of queer kind of mm. thing or you know different, yeah. different names what what banner do we go under well absolutely because I've, I've heard you talking a lot about queer yeah. arts for example and yeah and well there's only so many letters you can I put know. on the end LGBT of and then LGBT we keep adding on more on there. so <laughs> It falls, it becomes falls at the much. first hurdle of inclusivity yeah. as you had to keep adding them on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else am I... This, this afternoon, actually, I've just been recording uh, some oboe for uh, a friend of mine called Andy Pisano, who has a 
he goes under the name Memory Flowers. He's a ah, gay recording okay. artist. He has a new album coming out mm. in the summer, so I should be playing on that. Is um, that sort of pop, kind of poppy sort of stuff? Um, or? Yeah, it, well, I'd say it's in indie. Indie. Um, yeah, this. I think this album is kind of his. Is more of his classical opus, if you will. Oh, okay. Um, yes, so that's that's coming out in the summer. Um, I'm just off to Manchester tomorrow to do the last "I Love You But We Only Have 14 Minutes oh, to Save course. the Earth." Oh, yes, yes. Of the tour, yes. Um, and we played, of course, we played the song when you were on before, yes. didn't we? We played the Flash. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yes. So it's our very last one of those of the current incarnation on mm. the tour. But um, I'm working with a, a producer at the moment called Sarah Sampson. Um, oh, I know Sarah. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. Time won't wait. Time won't wait. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so there will be a new version of the show in 2014. Oh, okay. With uh, a completely new set of artists, so there's there's very exciting plans afoot for that. Oh, yeah, because that that's sort of been that's been running for a while, hasn't it? It's been, it has, yeah, yeah, and started a couple of years ago. Mm. But it was always the plan that it would be an ongoing thing. Yeah, keep and bringing it would keep growing and developing new artists into it. So, because yes. um, yeah. of course the the film that I saw was that we had Betty Bourne in it, yes. didn't it? That that yeah. is part of your. That was um, from that, yeah, I that was made for that show and yeah. has sort of gone on to have a little bit of a life mm. of its own. Right, yes. Yeah, well, it was very, <laughs> As they do, films do short. that. They're like, they're like kids, they go off into the world and get this other life that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Well, that's good, isn't it? You almost feel like you're, you're sort of quite sad about your film child leaving the nest. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're just sad when you don't get invited to the champagne uh, launches. Champagne! champagne. <laughs> there have been, been a lot of... Um, I've been interested in the things. running themes that have been going on. Uh, we've, we've had a lot of alcohol references. Also, there was quite a few Scottish references with Boogaloo Stew as well. And, uh, yes, champagne, champagne. Um, and so, have you, are you making any more films at the moment or anything? Well, the, the feature film is still bubbling away. So hopefully, all being well, that will be shooting the beginning of next year. That's now got Simon Callow, Nina Wadia and Chris New in it, who was ah. in Weekend. Oh, I so, loved Weekend. Right. So yeah, yeah. my producer, Raymond, is, is working away on raising the funds for right. that at the yeah. moment. So all being well, we'll be shooting... Yeah next spring cool i think you did tell us a bit yeah, about this yeah and then Exciting in stuff. cinemas next autumn all being well oh, yeah <laughs> well it's always you never know things are going to go you to never schedule know, but uh, yeah. yeah all being well fantastic yeah. Well, just tell us again, um, our 7 o'clock on, on Sunday is the concert London Gay Symphony Orchestra and St. Sepulchre Without Newgate. That's the one. <laughs> Holborn Viaduct. Um, EC1A. So it's just near Holborn uh, Tube, is it? No. Um... Well, it's Holborn Viaduct. I think the closest tube is St. Paul's, to be Oh, honest. yes, St. Paul's is yeah. probably closer, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's 12 it's and 10 a... on the door. Are you? Do you know if you're near selling out? Do people? Should people book in advance? It is advisable, actually, to yeah. to book in advance. Also, it saves you a couple of quid. It and does. it will save yes. you a queue on the door Well, as that's well. two good reasons. And on the reverse of this flyer that you've given me, you've got another concert in June, is that right? Yes, we've got a concert as part of the Pride Arts Festival in oh, okay. June. So, actually, it's going to be the day after Pride. So, it's sort of a... 
yeah. a classical chill out, post pride ah, classical post-pride chill out, chill, if you sounds, will. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds all right because crowd is in June, which it's normally July, isn't it? Yeah, Just they've moved right it forward beginning. this yeah. year though because ah, it's okay. a whole new beast this ah, year. Ah, well, it sort of needs to be, I guess. Yes. Last year there were. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, we're, but I think uh, Wendell Harris is putting together a pride arts. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I've seen her posts so, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Nathan. Well, thank you so much for joining us this uh, action-packed out in South London. Um, do keep tuning in. We're on Twitter at OutSouth London and on Facebook and also our website outinsouthlondon.wordpress.com. Um, do check out Polaria's on Friday night. I've mentioned uh, Paul Burston, who's quite a regular on the show. So go and uh, check out Polari at the World Festival Hall on Friday night if you can still get tickets. It often sells out. Then we'll play out with Heather Peace. This is her. Uh, current single fight for thanks for listening this program was brought to you by resonance 104.4 fm visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24 7 broadcasts resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support if you like what you've heard make a secure donation at resonancefm.com